Before this episode of The Columnist, a quick note of thanks to everyone who has listened to this show. I'd love it if you would do a quick favor, rate and review The Columnist wherever you are listening to these episodes. And while I've got you, please share the show with your friends, family, and colleagues. It all helps us to continue to do this show, which we love doing and want to share it with as many people as possible. The Columnist is part of the Bad Producer Podcast Network. You can find all of our shows at badproducerproductions.com. That's enough from me. Now, Justin Smith's The Columnist. I'm Justin Smith, a writer and radio guy in Melbourne. This is The Columnist, and here's something I wrote. The Melbourne Cup is in trouble. A lot of trouble. And if they don't fix it, the event will soon become just a collection of good sporting stories in Victoria's history. Because with each winner in the last seven years, there's a corresponding dead horse to go with it. Since 2013, for every Prince of Penzance carrying Michelle Payne into glory, there's a red cardo that broke its leg, got carried away in a truck and put down. Firstly, I like the Melbourne Cup. I like the history and the stories. I like the horses and the colour. And I like the way it still does as promised. It stops the nation. I have no desire to see it end, but these numbers are not just bad luck, and it's not the kind of thing we ignore anymore. Like racism and the disrespect for women, things that once got excused and forgotten are important and require change until they're fixed. We don't turn away from cruelty and abuse, and when we do, we become just as much to blame. So if the carcass count continues at the current rate, Supporters will leave, sponsors will abandon, and being a follower of the Cup will be like saying you were an old friend of Jeffrey Epstein. There have been zealous campaigners against horse racing for years, and often they've been dismissed as hippie vegan ratbags. But with the high number of deaths on the track, and concerns over the mass slaughter of retired or slow runners, and the incessant whipping, the hippies are starting to make sense. And soon, they won't need to protest. People will turn away from racing all on their own. I don't have the solution. I'm not an authority on racing nor an equine veterinarian. Frankly, there are polar bears in the Arctic that would have a greater understanding of racing than me. But I hate cruelty to animals, and I know how to count. Seven dead in seven years is an appalling number, and it can't be treated as a blip. The anti-racing people say it's because horses are whipped and forced to run unnaturally hard over the 3,200 metres. Vets have talked to me about the angle of the hoof and how some horses are not designed for such a race. And Melbourne Cup legend Lloyd Williams raised concerns about the Werribee track where international horses are kept prior to the race. I don't know why it's happening, but it's got to be fixed, although I don't know who will do the fixing. Sadly, the industry can't be trusted to fix itself. That never works. The RSPCA won't do it. They have a poor and lazy record in protecting horses. And the state government will be too electorally frightened to do anything. You only have to look at how Racing Minister Martin Pakula gave initial permission for crowds to attend the Cox Plate this year during a pandemic that killed more than 800 people for evidence of how he will respond. But something will need to change, because soon the joy of the chicken salad platters, champagne, feather hats and office sweeps will cease being fun. 
will start paying more attention to carcasses than the winners. And the race that stops a nation will stop. So that's what I wrote. Elio Chilotto is from the Coalition for the Protection of Racehorses, and if you will, he's one of the ratbag hippies. But as I said, he's from a group that's starting to make a lot of sense, and I talked to him this week. Um, look, it's a bit hard to say why there have been so many deaths in the Melbourne Cup, uh, quite possibly uh, the fact that these horses travel from such a long distance may have something to do with it, but the reality is that horses die on our racetracks um, on a regular basis. Yeah. On average, we see you know a horse killed on our racetrack, um, a horse killed every three days. Um, but in the week prior to the Melbourne Cup, there were, um, I think, four horses killed, four or five horses killed in a week in just in Victoria. Yeah. Um, on Melbourne Cup day itself, another horse was killed. So, Elio, can I can I ask you when you when you say killed, do you mean killed on the track, as in part of the on event? The track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, killed as a result of of, um, of racing. Um, so I think one of them was in training in the week before um, the Mel- in the Melbourne Cup, um, and the others were in, in races. Um, yeah, there was a horse killed on Melbourne Cup day, and I can't remember if it was Queensland or New South Wales. And in the week after the Melbourne Cup, there was three horses killed um, in Queensland. Um, so, you know, it's not unusual for horses to, to come to grief on racetracks. And it's been unfortunate for the racing industry that so many have been killed um, in the Melbourne Cup. And another reason why there might be so many horses killed um, in the Melbourne Cup is also the, the very high prize money that's at stake that uh, will, will make jockeys push their horses um, to be on their physical limits, which is quite you know which yeah. is always the case because they so, want so, to get across the finish line so, so there's that pre- oh, yeah so there's that pressure to have the horse run when perhaps they sh- they shouldn't be running um, yeah but but also um, I mean the, the fact that these horses only compete for three years tells you how how much these horses are actually pushed when, when their average career um, is, is less than three years and, and often ends before they even reach full maturity shows you that uh, these horses are just pushed too far and 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 it's because there's obviously large amounts of money at stake that you know these trainers don't win money for their owners they don't have a job so they'll do everything they possibly can to get their horse across the finish line first and unfortunately for the horse that means that they're running uh, towards the end of a race when they're really wanting to slow down and could be at the point of, of, of breakdown uh, but with so much adrenaline running through them um, as a result of being scared and, and um, whipped and, and being, you know, being whipped yeah. um, that they have no choice um, in to slow down and, and, and that's why we even see horses even when they do break down still wanting to run because that's what they've been trained to do now, uh, and it's a, it's a terrible sight sure, to see. Sure. Now obviously your, your group would like to see uh, racing shut down for good um, and 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 that's no problem at all. But I mean, that's that's possibly not going to happen. What what is the next step, though? That 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 the industry uh, and the government, uh, particularly in Victoria, need to need to take, because you know if they want to say if they the the whole point of my my column is if they want to save it, they're going to have to change it. If they want to keep the Melbourne Cup as an event as something that people in the country and the world loves, and they're they're going to have to change it. 
Well, I think if they, what they need to do is to treat the horse as an athlete and and uh, allow them to run on their own merits. And they need to ban the use of whips completely so that the horse doesn't feel frightened into having to, you know, run a lot harder than what they uh, are capable of running so that they, they can slow down towards the end of a race. And if every horse, um, you know, almost every horse is abiding by the same rules or the, or the jockeys are abiding by the same rules mm. and they abolish whips, you're still going to get a race, you're still going to get a winner. Um, you're just allowing the horse to run on, on their own merit. So, so putting, and, putting aside uh, the pain that in, is involved with being whipped, and, and I'm not denying that, is your suggestion that because they are being pushed to that limit with the whipping towards the end, that is where, that is where the accidents then happen and the deaths then occur because of that pushing? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's exactly the reason. Okay. Yeah. So if they weren't if they weren't being pushed and they were allowed to run, then there's a chance that we could see those deaths drop off. I think we I think we would see if they abolished the use of of, of spurs, um, whips, and and, and tongue ties, and and even um, certain bits are used to um, you know inflict pain on the horse. If 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 these horses were allowed to run on their own merit. Um, and we're allowed to slow down, which is, may not be a great sight for a, for an owner to see his horse slowing down towards the end of a race, but we yeah. certainly see uh, a lot less horses suffering. Um, I, yeah, I guess they would look at that and say, well, it's a different sport then. If, if, you, if it changes like that, then it's no longer the sport that they have been involved with for years. I'm not saying it's right, right. by the way, but I would suggest that that would be yeah. their thinking. Well, look, they They've got whip free races in Norway, and I was actually there um, oh, several yeah. years ago and, and witnessed it. And if, if you ask my opinion, uh, I actually think it's a greater spectacle because it's not like you see horses deciding, oh, I'm going to munch on some grass down the main straight. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, yeah okay. You know, they, they still run to the finish line, and they're urged on by their jockey who's riding the hands and heels. And, and to me, seeing a jockey working with the horse, um, to me, is a better spectacle, a much better spectacle, in, in yeah. seeing a horse being flogged towards the end when you when the, with their ears pricked back, and um, and and knowing that 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 um, you know eventually these horses will will come to the point of breakdown, and um, and when they get to this point, not only um, they not be able to race, but it's it's highly unlikely that they won't be fit for a, a career after racing. And while we see so many being sent to slaughter. And how's that going in Norway? I mean, you, you watched it. I, I wouldn't suggest you'd be an expert on it, but how, how is it going as a sport in Norway? Is, is racing declining yeah, well, as a result? Well, no. I mean, we're, we're, we're in contact. When I was over there, I, I met with the, uh, the CEO of, of um, the, um, I think it's called the Racing, Norway Racing Association, I think. And, um, and, he was the man who was instrumental in having the initial ban put in place. Um, initially, it was put in place um, for the purpose of, um, you know, let to whip the horse to, to make them run faster, but certain jockeys were, were using um, using the excuse that, you know, to straighten the horse up or, you know, um, who, who may have been going running sideways and so the, so then he decided well no this is no good and so the, he pushed for it to be banned completely and and 
he says there's, there's been no greater um, it's made no impact on, on people going to the races. Uh, the people are happier though that, that do go, seeing that these horses are actually um, not being, you know, uh, abused um, when they're giving their all anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think it would actually make a positive impact on racing here in, in Australia and around the world, and I think it's only a matter of time before that takes place. And I think the only reason why it hasn't taken place earlier is because there's this mentality, this culture in the racing industry, firstly to, to, to not change anything and secondly not to be seen to be bowing down to the demands of, of, of activists. Um, but if, if they don't do something about it in the coming years, I think it's inevitable that people will continue to see the racing industry for what it is in its current form, and that is that it's cruel, and people can continue to turn away from the sport. Elio Chilotto. And the horses are still racing. And I'll keep writing. Let's talk soon. The Columnist by Justin Smith and Bad Producer Productions. Understanding the world we live in by understanding what you're going through, one conversation at a time.